Yay, we're in person. Eight months since we've done a podcast recording in person. Probably more. At least, actually. At it's least. probably been like almost... I think it was before Christmas. It was October when we did our last one. So yeah, like almost a year. Oh yeah, I'm like really inside right now. Like I don't... I have not left my apartment all week. Be- I left my apartment before that. Well, because you don't... Because you work, but also because it's like... Smoky as heck right now. Ooh, it's we are living in the apocalypse. Like the sun is bright red every single day. Yeah. I cannot see. I live like across. I live downtown. I cannot see the Sahali Mountains during the day. It is so smoky. We're getting crazy temperatures and no rain. And it's pretty pretty scary to be living in Kamloops right now. For and sure. that's your daily weather report. No, it's honest. I just wanted to be a meteorologist. I really? Like, when I was like little, and like everyone was like, "Ooh, what do you want to be when you grow up?" And they're like, "I'm gonna be a princess or a singer." I was like, "I want to be a meteorologist on the news." Interesting. Yeah. You know. I saw this thing on TikTok that was like, when they say that 40%, there's like a 40% chance of rain, it doesn't mean that there's a 40% chance it will rain. It means there's a 100% chance that it will rain, but 40% of people in the area will see rain. That's so not true. That makes sense, though. It makes sense in, like, normal climates, but Kamloops, like, I had guests here, and they were like, oh, it's going to rain today, like, we can't go outside, it's 60%, and I was like, it's Kamloops, if it's over 80%, then it'll rain, but it's not going to rain. But that's because you're just in the 80% of people seeing rain. I I, was, I believe it. I believe no, what TikTok University is telling me. The bosses will see you now. Climate change, yeah. everything is terrifying yeah i think like covid we're also aware of the climate but like just now more than ever seeing it in your back door fires like in your around. back door in your backyard in your back door <laughs> through the window of your back door hello <laughs> in your backyard yeah very scary and yeah i think like in campus we're definitely like a little behind so you're gonna have to become like a full-fledged environmentalist when you go to vancouver they're like way more on than we are. They're so environmentally friendly. And we, we were talking about this because of the guests that we have today. But like the, my apartment in Vancouver, when I first moved in, it was like one of the rules. It was like, okay, here's your garbage. Here's your recycling. Here's your compost. And I was like, what? Okay, like garbage. <laughs> yes. Recycling. Yes. Compost. What? what? Like I know mm-hmm. that compost is a thing. Yeah. But I've never composted in my life. No. But you know what? You can't make fun yeah, of me no, no, no. because I've lived yeah. in Chase and I've lived in Kamloops, and both of those places do not have a composting program. Yeah, Kamloops, like which has a hundred minimum thousand people in the surrounding yeah. area, you know, like Kamloops yeah. and surrounding yeah. is at least a hundred k, and we don't have a composting program. Well, thank God that we have our guest today to not only teach you but also provide that service to the hundred k people in the Kamloops surrounding area. Yeah, apparently the two young women decided to create a composting business because they saw the impact that it was having on the environment and they thought, well, why does Kamloops? And I mean, all the other surrounding areas like Salmon Arm, which is much smaller, but much bigger than Chase, BC, has a composting um, program in their city, in their town, in whatever Salmon Arm is qualified as. Yeah, it's like so common to have it. It makes such a difference. Like food waste is huge for our environment. It makes so much methane if it's put into the landfill as they explain to us in more detail. But it's like such a big impact and such a little thing that we can do every day. And it's crazy that it took this long for Camus to get some sort of service. And now Camus is following suit and the city is going to initiate a composting program. Pretty much, I think, partially because of the initiative that these women have started. I completely agree. I think that they would have been on the backseat until 
somebody forced it and they were so popular and so many clients in such a short amount of time that the city took note for sure. Mm -hmm. So today we have Claire and Katie talking about their business, Friendly Composting, that they started actually during COVID and that has grown exponentially. Like it's actually crazy. No, I know. They just like started it, two best friends, figured it out, kind of wanting a solution for themselves. They created a business out of it and they are so inspiring and so cool. Yeah, so let's welcome them to the podcast. Claire and Kate, hello. Hello. So I'm Katie Forsyth. I am one of the co-founders of Friendly Composting. Um, And this is my business partner, Claire. Um, I have a background in uh, education and in nonprofit advocacy work. And I met um, my business partner, Claire, a few years ago through uh, recreational volleyball. We both played varsity at uh, university, and then we ended up playing on a competitive uh, mixed team. So that's where we met. And then we both needed a home around the same time, so we ended up becoming roommates. And then now we are business partners and beach volleyball partners and all things. I'm so jealous. (laughs) that is amazing can we just take a moment because like no no, because like Mm -mm. Cassandra and I we were this is funny okay we were not varsity volleyball players Cassandra could have been for sure me not so much but we in high school we know each other in high school and we it's like how um, we became friends like you know pepper in volleyball (laughs) and that's what we we were known for because we would yeah we yeah, we I'm played volleyball so together all throughout high school growing up so that's kind yeah, of like our dream what you guys just did started your own business together we're kind of like each other started our own business oh, together yeah. the k's and yeah. the c's <laughs> did volleyball together we haven't lived together that's yet awesome. Sandra, maybe so we'll bad. have to get on that but and what about you claire where did what did you study yeah so my name's claire i went out to school in, in edmonton and got my my bachelor's degree in international business and then, yeah, moved to Kamloops and worked in finance for a while. I worked with Taylor Bertoli. Um, and then, yeah, founded Friendly Composting with Katie and went back to school recently. So I'm currently at TRU right now doing my master's of science in environmental mm-hmm. economics. Um, yeah, and Friendly Composting. That's awesome. Yeah. So you guys <laughs> met in Edmonton then? No, we met in Kamloops. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you guys played vo- volleyball together in Kamloops at TRU? We didn't, no. So I went to Simon Fraser um, oh. there, and she went to McEwen and VIU and played volleyball. And we actually just like, oh, really? Total like melting pot. Like we both ended up in Kamloops for different oh, cool. actually, reasons, but different, <laughs> different times, similar reasons. Anyways, and, and uh, yeah, and then we just got connected again through like our uh, adult league. Yeah. So, oh, like, cool. What were, yeah. what were the similar reasons that brought you to Kamloops? We both moved here for relationships. Yeah. Right. Oh, nice. There you go. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a good class. Okay, so you're also both Cassandras on that front? Yeah, we both became homeless at the same time. And then it was like one of those. Fair enough. We knew we'd met each other like maybe two or three times at like my birthday once. And she was a plus one. And then I went away traveling, came back. And we both were single. And we're like, do you need a place to live? And like, we probably only met each other like in three times before yeah. moving in with each other. I was like, I don't know, I just need a roommate, you need a roommate. And like, hey, I know your name's Katie. Yeah. 
together. Oh my gosh, no, like, don't take this the wrong way, but how do you guys not get sick of each other? You do everything together. You have a business together, you live together, you do volleyball yeah. together, like, we'll have to <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, we should be doing a podcast episode on, like, how to live with your best friend and, like, do everything with your best friend, like, the how-tos, like, composting's important, but I need to know these facts also. So where did you guys both get your, like, appreciation or love for the environment? Did it come, like, when you guys were super young? Were you really outdoorsy with your families? Or is it something that you kind of learned later in your university careers? Yeah, I'd say for, for myself, it was something that was just in my childhood and something that I took to. Um, like, I have two other siblings, and I feel like I definitely took that route the most. Um, but I grew up on North Vancouver Island and was just kind of always outside and loved the, and loved the outside and everything to do with nature. And then, yeah, in school, just always drawn, drawn to sustainable development. And that was just kind of like a reoccurring theme. Um, definitely it came later for me, for sure. Um, moving to Kamloops, like kind of was a little bit eye opening just cause I was like just used to having an organics program and it wasn't something that was an, like an additional thought for me. It just was kind of just habitual, but then, um, yeah, like around the time that COVID shut down, Claire and I started talking more about kind of like a sustainable business and what we wanted to do and stuff like that and then we're kind of like we're like you know what it's been a long time of us throwing food waste in the trash and then like let's figure out what the impact is here and how many more people feel this way um so yeah it was a bit later for me for sure um I've always like really liked the outdoors but I didn't like study anything sustainability related or like anything like that so yeah just in more an adult life when you came into Kamloops, were you more shocked, like, oh, wow, environmentalism is part of everyone's everyday, or were you kind of surprised at the lack thereof? L- lack thereof, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I said. Yeah, just, just kind of, like, a really short-sighted to, like, the bigger Absolutely. picture pack that this is having and how late to the game it is when, like, cities mm-hmm. like Vancouver, who are way bigger, can get these systems in places, and then, you know, Kamloops is just a little bit behind, so. Yeah, Definitely. So were you just looking for Kamloops to have a composting system and they just don't? They just didn't? Yeah, more or less, <laughs> yeah. We kind of, Katie really wanted to get back into home services. She owned a painting company for a long time and just loved the home services business. And yeah, you can dive into that more yeah. if you want. <laughs> um, like, no Katie's story, I'm just telling it now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so she was definitely really keen to get back into home services and then just being locked in a house together um around COVID and there were conversations before that too but just thinking of home services and then how does that fit into something that we're passionate about and we can stand behind on the environmental side and then that just was kind of a recurring theme it came up in a lot of different ways and a lot of different conversations it just kind of kept popping up when we were thinking business home service eco-friendly we like totally naively filled a bin and just were like why aren't we composting have you even thought about this yet like are we why aren't we doing this and so we were like let's just put our sweet scraps i'm gonna drive it off one day like i got laid off for um covid claire was working full-time from home still in finance so i was like i'll do it i'm gonna take this on let's i'm gonna drive it to cinnamon ridge it's gonna be great and like she gets this panic call from me on my way back being like don't take food scraps like they won't take it and she's like what i'm like yeah it's yard waste like get on google we need to google i'm out and about i gotta figure out where to put this bin like bye and then i sure enough i call her back and i'm like okay so a really nice lady at a community garden has taken food scraps but it's a one-time deal but i'm on my way home right now and we're crunching the numbers on this and we're gonna see if this is like something yeah that that more people would like 
to do. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Maybe yeah. just for like the basic listener that doesn't know anything about friendly composting, <laughs> hasn't been on Instagram ever. Can you give just like an overview of what friendly composting is, all the services you guys have, etc.? Um, so we are a weekly compost collection service and local product delivery. So in March 2020, we launched a curbside organics program. So we found about a thousand recycled bins on Craigslist. We drove down and back to Vancouver in one day because it's COVID and we were really sketched out and kept masks on and didn't see anybody. Drove back and basically told our friends, close friends, to start composting. Um, and it and it kind of just took off through word of mouth. So we do weekly exchange. We give a clean bin every week, so we take it away completely. Especially with like COVID going on, we were like, mm-hmm. we'll sanitize in between. It's going to be socially distant, physically distant. Like our whole business plan was built around basically COVID like protocol. So we were like, let's yeah. just launch this anyway. People are cooking more from home. Mm-hmm. And then in July, in yeah. July of 2020, we started delivering food because we were like we are going to so many homes and like let's let's double down on this you know where yeah so that's what friendly composting kind of like full circle yeah waste removal and and food delivery so what do you do with the service (laughs) we're so good at this i need to know yeah like why we're like hey guys careful now we've never interviewed two people and then we're cutting each other (laughs) off the most okay i i'm moving to vancouver in a month and the apartment building that i'm moving into is like you need to compost this is a rule and we compost and i'm like kate never composted in my life from kamloops eggshells and banana peels that's what i know you can put in compost apparently a lot of things but what do you do with the you see you guys collect all this waste and then what do you do with it yeah so really early on actually and this is another connection through my old finance job and through taylor bertoli we um we got set up on a nice fun business date with (laughs) jillian watt and she's the program coordinator up at tru for the sustainable ranching program so she has a sustainable ranch out in barnhart vale and was such a huge and is a huge huge piece of friendly composting but she sat us down and was like is your business plan feasible? Like, are you just doing volunteer work or are you, can you make this your living? And then she also gave us a piece of her land. Um, so we bring all of the organics out there. Now we don't take all of the organics out there, but at the time so we much. took all of the organics <laughs> out there um, until we got to a certain threshold and then logistics got crazy. And winter. Um, winter and winter, winter yeah. came really hard. Yeah, but we took, <laughs> take everything out there and then process it back into soil. Oh, cool. Wow. So is it like a service fee that people sign up through and every month they get the service? Is it biweekly? Yeah, like it's a monthly subscription. Um, yeah, So they pay $25 a month and it gets them a weekly pickup regardless of like how much they filled the bin. Um, we come every week to their door and take their bin away and get them a fresh, clean, sanitized one um, for our own benefit too. So like, like single family dwellings or like, you know, a single person living in an apartment can still compost um, we're just trying to make it like as accessible as possible, but we wash the bins every week. So we try not to let them sit too long. Um, but yeah, just a monthly subscription and then they can go online and, and we've got a full local shop with about 25 local farmers and vendors that we um, deliver food for. So freshly oh, baked bread. So and cool. farm fresh yeah. And it's all kind of sourced. Like I'd say it's probably getting around maybe like 200 kilometers. Um, but, like all super, super, super local, like ethically sourced meat sourced food like it's yeah so just trying to encourage more people to eat local oh <laughs> yeah. that's cool has there been any talk from the city that they might be putting in a composting system mm-hmm. 
Yeah, they are. They yeah. are. They're yeah, good. They, they are. are. Yeah. Oh, they awesome. are actually, like our first call. Like we yeah. called them right away and we're like, what's the timeline? Who's what's working on it? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Is there, is it going to happen here? And early on it was still like, it hasn't landed on anyone's desk yet. And we kind of kept, right. kept checking back, kept checking back. And um, Marcia Dick from the from the city of Kamloops was a really solid connection for us. She actually opened up her backyard even to us on like our yeah. big weeks when we like oh. went from like 50 homes to like 150. And we were like, um, she opened up her backyard and like composted for us. So this is the woman who's cool. like planning the entire city organics program. So she's super knowledgeable. Um, so yeah, it did land on her desk and she, she called us like, which we really respect, like, just let us know, Hey, this is happening. We've had zoom chats now with like kind of all the key decision makers. And then they got the go ahead and they just had a press release actually yesterday that they are running the pilot this fall. It's going to be a really big positive for our city for sure. Like we, we get us <laughs> all the time. At yeah. the like, what's that, what's that going to do for you guys? And we love how much everyone cares about us, which is awesome. But like, they're going to do it for 90,000 people. It's going to be a Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. And there's, yeah, we're excited about, like, what's next for us because there's, like, a lot of different ways we can go. True. Do you think the success of what you guys have done encourage them or push them to kind of get this through sooner? I don't know. We've been asked this a couple times now, and I don't know because they already, Marcia's been wanting to do this program for so long that I give her all the credit in the world that regardless of what we were doing, she was going to do it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think think personally, tag us in the city post being like don't run them out of business or like all this <laughs> oh, that's good thank you. like thank you or like you know we're down at the farmer's market and we're still trying to like there's still such a like you said kennedy such a lack of like just education around it like pe- this has not been happening in Kamloops. so everyone's parents and grandparents and all these people do not have these habits right now so it's like there is a lack of education so like we're kind of thinking you know maybe maybe our presence at the farmer's market and people being like wait composting that's the thing. Like they actually are like, you guys compost. And we're like, yeah, like we could come pick it up for you sort of thing. But like even that, and then having those conversations about the city, I think it's a, po- I think it has been a positive conversations around it and people learn what it is and mm-hmm. why it matters. I was definitely in the group of people of the parents and grandparents <laughs> that were like, composting like I have friends in Salmon Arm and they have like an individual bin that the city picks up every week with their and I was like what is this third bin like what do we do with this you know like I know what composting is but I'm totally unaware to like that it was something that most cities have and that they just do normally can you guys speak a bit to the um to individual waste and consumption like the importance of it and the impact that it has because I think a lot of people probably think like you know, the individual impact isn't that large. But if you think about probably all the waste that Kamloops has as a whole relative to other cities that do compost weekly. Yeah, um, that's a really large question. (laughs) (laughs) I would narrow it down for you a bit more, but like, I don't know how to specify that question. (laughs) Yeah, that's okay. I guess, I guess there was a couple of really big problems with, with waste management. Um, And it all comes back to circular waste management so if you eat a banana and you take said banana peel and you throw it into the landfill it doesn't have he's laughing so that banana pe- peel blah, 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 that banana peel goes to the landfill it gets trapped in a bunch of plastic it doesn't get access to air when that happens methane is released either into the ground or into the atmosphere which is 25 times more potent than methane gas 
So that is just a huge contributor to global warming on itself. So that's kind of like problem number one is that when food waste goes to landfill, you get methane, it contributes to global warming, greenhouse gases, bad. And then two, so then that banana peel just goes to the landfill and it stays there forever and that is the end of the banana peel's life. Whereas if you were to compost it, one, it would have access to air, so you're not going to get those greenhouse gases. And then two, there is a ton of nutrients in that banana peel. So when you put it back into the ground, into soil, that can then be used to grow more food. So if soil doesn't have nutrients, your plants are going to die. <laughs> your garden's going to die. Farmers then are using fertilizers and pesticides, which are also not good for the environment. But the, the nutrients that's in food, you cannot recreate on this earth. So for it to go back into the soil and to continue to be able to make food is pretty dang important for soil. It's quality. so valuable. It also retains so much moisture. We're just finally finishing our first batch of like compost soil and it looks like dirt, but it is 100% food scraps that have broken down because of a chemical reaction. Like it's such a basic science. Um, the reason I was laughing is the banana peel and this analogy. We've been, we went and talked to an elementary school class and like, we were like, this is how it works. So I thought it was just making That's it. probably the same level of understanding. It's all good. It's probably the best way to do it. It works. It gets the point across. Yeah. Yeah. But we, um, yeah. So like I said, like 3000 kilograms a week of food waste is diverted just from our program. So from about 500 homes, um, and we diverted about 150,000 kilograms in our first year, which is the equivalent of taking over 400 cars off of the road completely in terms of like carbon dioxide because methane gas, like Claire said, is 25 times worse. It and that's, and it's really, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like it's, it's just, it is, it's totally just like a shift in, in education about it. Well, early on in this, we had a composter like who decided not to go ahead with the program. And her, her reasoning was that food waste is one of the best, is what is one of the best things that could go to the landfill. You know, why send plastic or glass or all these things? You know, isn't it nutrient rich? And we're like, not when it's trapped in with no air. It's the most harmful thing that can go there. So it's just, yeah, it's just learning more about it. <laughs> I think like going off of what Kennedy said, it's hard to kind of get on board with these programs and feel like you're making a difference when you're just like one person. So what do you kind of say when people are like, oh, I'm just one person. It's maybe not my job. You vote with your dollar. <laughs> Fair. That's a That's good one. That's kind of what comes back to me. I'm like, man, yeah. like, I get that from a personal standpoint, like you totally. save $25 and I don't know, but at the end of the day, you vote with your dollar. And if there's demand for these things, you're going to see change on, on a way, way, way bigger scale. And if you're tired yeah. of living in fire smoke, then <laughs> it might yeah. be a motivator to start. So you're cooking dinner and, and you're going to compost your scraps. What can you not compost that is like raw food? So there's basically two types of programs when it comes to composting. It's just backyard composting. So that's what actually like quite a, quite a few homes and camps are already doing. People who are already kind of like conscious of this, this practice um, would backyard compost. So that's taking your, all your organics, your fruit, vegetable scraps um, and, and putting them in your backyard, layering them with your dried leaves or paper products or things like that and letting them sit and heat up and then mixing that. Um, what the city is going to be doing is called commercial composting so they can accept meat bones dairy products um paper packaging greasy pizza boxes like all biosolids bio yeah um so 
those, those are kind of the two. And it really just depends on the, t the volume, the temperatures that you can get your compost pile to. So friendly composting, we, because we turn ours with a tractor, that was a new skill we learned this year. Um, oh, learned. <laughs> I learned how to drive a tractor, which was, which was fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, turning our pile, like pretty hands on with like pitchforks and adding sawdust and turning it to get these temperatures. Um, we still at the end of it find like avocado pits and stickers which is a whole other topic but um those produce stickers just don't make sense to me anymore because it's just so annoying to sift them out what is the point you know yeah i don't know why does it have to be a sticker on every banana peel is the question and they're all like disney they're like disney like characters on a banana why yeah they just got those. They're fun, but it's like, why aren't they just come? That can be your guys' next venture. Like, when you yeah. the next yeah, thing, you can just, like, get rid of all the stickers. Yeah, yeah. that would be great. But you were saying, like, earlier that when you came to Kamloops, you were kind of shocked by the lack of knowledge around, like, environmentalism in Kamloops. So what are some ways that, like, you guys have maybe, like, educated, like, your peers or ways that Ken and I can go out and educate our peers about environmentalism in a really, like, understandable and friendly way for us I mean we mainly did it through social media mm -hmm. um I think there's just a ton of resources on social media that are I think social media can or not social media I think that climate change can tend to have like this really scary dark tone to it and I think that on social media there's a ton of a ton of resources that make it light and encouraging and not daunting and scary and end of the worldy yeah <laughs> I think it's like it becomes this kind of um like snowball effect of like it makes you think about what you're eating and how you're eating it and how much you're wasting um like so just being mindful of that first because you see it all go into the bin and then it kind of like starts being a little bit addictive like we've started we've pretty much almost got our home like completely garbage free like we take our garbage out maybe maybe once a month if we've like hosted something where we like had random garbage um but otherwise like we take everything up to general grant so like just researching where you can take like soft plastics and glass and like where and proper like recycling um like tips or habits like rinsing things there we were so surprised through this like just talking to more about sustainability and like the waste management in Kamloops that we kind of like have been hearing a little bit more about recycling in Kamloops and how much of it ends up back in the landfill. So like even on the best days when your intentions are good and like you're throwing that pizza box in the blue bin, if it's greasy, it's going to contaminate everything in there and the whole bin goes to the landfill. So it's like little things like that you just like need to be super yeah, aware of. And like, it's actually, it's very eye opening and I find it like really addicting to kind of try like what's next. Yeah. Do you find like people get discouraged that like, Oh, one thing that they threw out into the blue bin makes the whole blue bin go bad. So they're just like not gonna try. Do you ever see that? I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I think I, it's. A, I, yeah. I think it can be really discouraging when yeah. you kind of like, especially on the waste management side of things, start looking into all of the particulars and challenges yeah. in the waste management sector, where it can be really discouraging. Where you're like, man, like even if I'm trying, I'm just like doing yeah. damage all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it can be discouraging, but it's like, man, you just have to try. Like at the end of the day, if yeah. you're if you're trying, then you're on the right track and be gentle with yourself. So yeah. what are some other ways that people can, like people like us, that we can reduce our carbon footprint besides composting, things that you guys have maybe put into practice? Maybe not everything you guys do because you seem like you're kind of pros at it now, but like at the beginning, what not even at all. We, 
you guys, we Googled how to compost. When we started this, we were straight up like, we want to do this well. We got this piece of land now. We're going to pick up everyone's bins. Like, how do we, like, how do, we do it? How, like, when we drove down to, <laughs> down to Vancouver and bought those thousand recycled bins, and we're like, hey, we're doing this. Like, we're going to start a composting company. We're buying bins. They're going to be on the patio of our apartment. We're going to look like hoarders. We're going to have to wash them by hand because they're covered in mold. But that's okay. We're going to do it. We, we were driving back on the Coquihalla, and I was on my laptop being like, how do you compost? And then I would just read whatever I was like, oh, okay, that's, we should make notes about that. That yeah, seems yeah. like a good idea. Okay, yeah. And we need hay and wood chips. Yeah. yeah. We totally surrounded ourselves with people who knew more than us right away. Like we called farmers and like Jillian, for example, set us up with like, hey, like even, she even had a connection of someone who just was a great composter. And he told us you could put a whole bear carcass in his pile. And we were yeah. like... Pardon? Yeah, it like got used. So truly can time. compost anything. Yeah, from you nature can, is yeah, it's temperatures are hot enough, like straight up. To answer your question, Kennedy, another thing that people can do that is like literally just like directly is eat local food. So go to the farmer's market and buy the cauliflower and buy the bunch of carrots. And the, sh the distance that that traveled was so short and nothing was wasted when it got there versus buying it like from Mexico where what is it 40% or 30% of food waste like along that like food yeah. supply chain gets just tossed out because it didn't make it over the border you know yeah. so it's like it's so important not only to support the local farmers and make sure that they can keep growing us food but it's the number one thing you can do to reduce to reduce food waste mm -hmm. yeah. you're thinking about like transportation emissions to get avocados and I'm going to choose they are delicious, but they are not in Kamloops. But say that they're coming from Mexico, there's whatever, 3,000 kilometers in emissions that it takes to travel there. Not all of the food is surviving that journey. So a ton of it is just getting thrown out because it's getting bruised or it's ripening too quickly or whatever the case may be. Or maybe there's not even enough storage in the facility it's going to. I'm so interested about like the distance thing because Claire, you said that you're doing environmental econ. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. So, like, first thing you learn in econ, like, 101 is, like, oh, the positive sum, we need trade. It's so much better for our economy. Everyone should trade with everybody. So, like, what is, like, the environmental, like, econ kind of told you about that in that regard? Um, in terms of food waste, I think that the most eye-opening part is that it's just such, such a huge issue. Like, 8% yeah. of global emissions, greenhouse gas emissions are coming from food waste. Um, and there's so many different areas that it occurs in. It's honestly crazy to learn about. So you're like, this is such a complex issue, which I think is why everyone just needs to be more like understanding, like there's no perfect decision. But on the, on the economic side of things, um, eating local and buying local is so, so, so huge for local economies in terms of multiplier effects and making sure that those dollars are staying local, encouraging our local economy. I think the one thing I was really interested in getting your opinion on is like this past year with COVID and everything that's come out of it, the idea of like social justice burnout. I don't know if you saw on the agenda, but I'm super interested to get your take like as environmentalists and seeing literally our community almost burned down and like how intense climate change is and all the little things that you can do it just seems like an insurmountable mountain of things like how do you not get overwhelmed or what do you do when you do get overwhelmed <laughs> you get a puppy <laughs> <laughs> you make a purchase an impulsive you have a therapy dog um it burnout is like it's real it's absolutely real we're 
yeah, I'm not going to beat around it. Like this year came with so many highs in terms of like being welcome to the business community and living just like a schedule and a life that we were like excited about and waking up every day was something absolutely new. Um, and going into this next year, we've kind of made a promise to each other that like life needs to get easier. Like we need to focus on what we can control. I think the burnout's super real to yeah, what you guys were saying on the business side, especially when you're starting a new business. Cause, but when you're also running your own business, there's always something you can be doing. You can always be marketing. You can always be making it better, making it more efficient. Jeanette told us super early on, you are in complete control of how fast you want this to grow. And we had to kind of like, I don't even know who said that. Maybe we said to each other. Peggy or something. Oh, Peggy. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, she was just like, like, take a step back and just realize like you, if you want to take that, that call today, awesome. But if you want to schedule it for two weeks, great. Like you're in complete control of every decision that you make and like how fast you want this to. So we've really been trying to like, like we did with you guys, which was awesome. Like we feel like we, we actually were ready to sit down and do this because we put it two weeks out and we didn't just kind of try to make it work on a random Thursday after running around like crazy. So it's like, it's, we've been respecting our time a bit more with that and trying to just push things back and go, it's okay. Yeah. I feel like that's like the reoccurring theme of pretty much like 90% of the people we interview. We always end up some, somehow talking about boundaries, like personal boundaries. It's just like, it's like the theme of the year or something. I don't know what it is, but it's a great lesson. And it's, and it's totally a female woman entrepreneur thing that you just like got to put your foot down also. Cause, and it's not rude. It's not rude to like totally demand your own, your own time and, and respect for your time. Yeah, totally. I think that's a great lesson for people to, to hear and listen to. And then also manage your expectations. Like we are not in a working environment where there's anybody saying, here's your goal. If you achieve it, you're doing well. So all of those expectations and goals come for ourselves. And I think part of the reason we're entrepreneurs is because we set those goals quite high. And so there's always like this piece of cheese that we're chasing after, <laughs> but it's like an imaginary piece of cheese as well. And so sometimes you just have to be like, it's okay if we don't achieve this super crazy goal right away. Like we can push that back. We can make it a more sustainable growth. Um, and just celebrating the wins along yeah, the way. Let yourself you know, feel the wind. Bar. And you guys should. I'm very impressed by what you guys have done in the short period of time that you've had. Even if you told me you've been doing this for five years, I'd be like, wow, that's amazing. <laughs> but I do think you've completely impacted and influenced, even if it's just through, like, simply through awareness, like the Camloops community and in that, in that, like the city as well, too. And so I think you should be really proud of yourselves. Speaking of wins, which we're just like really proud of right now, we, um, we just won last year after like four months of operating. We won a BC or sorry, a best of Kamloops award for like home services. And we didn't even know like going in that those were a thing. Like we didn't even know what we were just like, what's cool. We got like bronze or something. And we were like, right on high five. Um, we won that category this year, which was really cool. And then, so yeah, so super exciting. And then we also, um, which was really cool, but Claire and I were selected, um, for BC's 30 under 30 entrepreneur as well. Yes. Yeah, so we just found that out. Um, so that actually was like, we, we, we hugged, was a win. We hugged <laughs> it out. We were like, we having a really tough week in general and we just like hugged it out and we're like, that's so cool. Like, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was really neat. You guys, like it was just like, that's amazing. And, yeah. And because we both came from communities that like aren't from Kamloops, um, I think we can both speak to like the fact that like friends and family from like 
like, yeah, just our other networks and high school and like are reaching out being like, I saw you in BC's like 30 under 30. That's super cool. That's so I cool. Just made it by year. So that's cool. <laughs> well, we have a couple wrap up questions. I don't know if you guys read the agenda, but we have two wrap up questions that we ask all of our guests. And if you guys could each give an answer, that'd be super awesome to like make it even boost it up, you know? So Kennedy, would you like to start? I feel like this question is going to be personally very hard for both of you. It's been notoriously very difficult for all of our guests, but I have a feeling for you guys it's going to be harder. Um, can you plug a local business that you think needs some support? One, one local business that you think, but one for each of you, that you think needs some support and love and that you can shout out so that people can check it out. Can I answer first? I might I have my answer. Oh, my answer is the Kamloops Farmer's Market because there's so many businesses there that everybody Ooh, can support. That was sneaky. That was a sneaky <laughs> way. I'm snowballing off that because I'm going there tomorrow and I'm really excited. Um, the Kamloops Food Policy Council is opening a food hub on the North Shore. It's um, on Royal Avenue and they're going to have like a full like local shop and events and like all this really cool stuff to promote um, local food security. Um, so, and, and Kent is one of our vendors. He developed, he like, yeah, invented an instant hummus product and won like a bunch of innovation awards and stuff. And he's based in Kamloops, so doing cool things, but he's running, he's kind of heading it up and we're going to take a tour there tomorrow. So uh that's fresh on my mind so that's amazing that's yeah, so i'd love to cool. hear about it afterwards sweet um the second wrap-up question is what are your boss chick anthems a song that you just need to listen to to get hyped up when you're ready to go pick up your routinely compost I bins lady gaga rain on me was uh on repeat last summer and it just became our song of the summer and it was like almost became like like satirical by the end because we'd be like dragging ourselves out of bed and i just like put it on and start being like like last summer we did every single pickup probably up until we had 300 composters 200 in 120 in one day was where we maxed out so katie and i would be driving around cam loops together because we did it in the same car so one of us would be answering emails and the other would be running and so we spent probably 40 hours in a car together a week between everything else we were doing and so we kind of looked together yeah, there was a couple songs there that were really on repeat. <laughs> she works hard. That's awesome. Those are super good answers. I'm adding them to our playlist. We have a Spotify playlist. We'll put it in there. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Thank you so much for meeting with us and teaching us about composting. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this was this so, is awesome. so awesome. I love that you guys are highlighting like women entrepreneurs. It's it's cool. There's a lot of really cool women out there doing cool things and Yeah. We awesome. definitely don't have like a limit for sure. Yeah. Of people we can interview. Thank you so much, Katie and Claire, <sighs> for visiting us, for explaining about their business, all its success, and teaching us honestly about composting in the environment. You can compost anything. Not yeah. anything. <laughs> Don't listen to us. But from what I've learned, you can compost pretty much anything. I know it actually will like take down. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up as soon as we're done recording. I'm gonna sign up for their program. I didn't know they deliver to apartments, but they do. So oh, we're good nice. to go. Shut up. I know. 
And I think that's going to be like a majority of my waste will be food waste. I definitely know that I have their contact information. I'm probably going to call them from Vancouver being like, hi, I have this thing. Can I compost it? No, that's actually smart. They're going to be like, Kenny, it's a cardboard box. But we learned that like that might be. wiping off a cardboard box is like a huge thing because I think sometimes we just throw stuff yeah. in and we don't know that it won't actually get recycled, which is crazy. I know. Or if something like has like food, like oils or something on it. We think like, oh, that can totally be recycled, and it can't. That doesn't yeah. qualify. It ruins the whole bin. I was like actually really shocked to know that because I probably have ruined bins. Probably. Before, which is really upsetting. And like, not to make this about us, but, but like, it's our podcast. It's our podcast, so like, to make it about us. Did you feel kind of like, mm, this is kind of like a, like an us 2.0 or like a them 2.0? <gasps> no. I was like, really? I felt Claire like- and Kate. Ken and Cass, no. two best friends, known each other from the past, I played know. volleyball together, like spent all the time together, started a business together, like it was you know. So weird. I mean, they've like monetized their business, which like shout out amazing to them. Like we're still working on it, but like we've made fifteen dollars. We minus taxes, we made thirteen, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've pocketed revenue minus expenses is your income. Thank you so much. Yeah, I think it's like it was weird. It was like we're in a you know how they NASA released that we're in a simulation. It was like looking yeah. at the simulation and watching like a different version yeah. of us. And we were like, like whoa, the universe. it's us. Yeah, yeah. They're like, please they're don't make us. that comparison. <laughs> they're logging. Off. It's like an us, but like, but they're older yeah. than us, so like we can be that one day. Yeah, we're looking. We're trying to be the Claire and the Kate. Something to strive for. Two independent women starting their own business and doing it out of the goodness of their heart to help others. Oh, it's so inspiring. Like, our business is like, listen to us talk because we are interesting. We <laughs> And their help. business is like, let's help the environment. We help people. No, we share stories of intelligent, mm-hmm. promising, successful women. Yeah. We are the middleman. Yeah, 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 exactly. Mm-hmm. We're using our platform to give other people a book. So reduce, reuse, and recycle. And compost. And you know what? Go and support the KNC duos out there by signing up for Friendly Composting. Mm-hmm. You go friendlycomposting.ca to sign up. Pick your region. Right now it's just in the Kamloops area. So definitely check that out. And also support this KNC duo by oh, ow. downloading the pod. Liking the pod. Subscribing to the pod. Reviewing following the, the pod. pod. Review that podcast. Review more reviews. Yeah. If you've been a guest on this podcast and you're listening to this right now, vetting this episode to be like, is this a good episode? Leave a review. Five stars. Ken and Cass. Tell us what you thought. You might get featured on the gram if you leave a really nice poetic review. Yeah, we have definitely featured some people on the gram. Or on the podcast, even. Yeah. I think that's it for us this week. I think so. I think the office is actually closed. Yeah, the bosses are out. And we will see you in two weeks.